Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey know. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. And welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelace, you and me till 11 o'clock. Oh, my God, we're going to have so much fun tonight. We're talking cartoons. We're talking child actors. We're talking, uh, we're talking what did Murphy do with the money? What money? Well, definitely not the money for the hair plugs or whatever that thing is on his head. I don't know. But you know what? Considering what he spent with the COVID money, or we should call it the COVID money, because uh, eight people got new cars thanks to the governor and the COVID relief funds. Among them, the governor and the assistant governor, Governor Phil Murphy and Assistant Governor, Lieutenant Governor Shirley Oliver, got new rides with the pandemic relief funds. How about that? They got sweet new rides paid for with federal COVID-19 relief funds. And this is the story that uh, our own Eric Scott has on NJ1015.com. You get all the details, exactly how the Murphy administration spent some of the $6.24 billion in federal COVID funding has been a mystery. Neither Murphy nor the Democratic-controlled legislation provided any details when the new state budget was passed last year. What did you guys do with the money? Exnay on the money. Never mind. Uh, it prompted uh, Senator Declan O'Scanlan to say, WTF? And uh, that's in there as well. I reached out. He's, um, I reached out to Senator O'Scanlan. He may call in tonight. Uh, because when a senator invokes WTF, I want him on my show. But that alone, uh, and it's not directed at me. I definitely want him on the show. But this week, the New Jersey Department of the Treasury finally released the memo to the Joint Budget Oversight Committee detailing 46 ways the money was spent. 50 ways to leave your lover, 46 ways to spend COVID relief money in New Jersey. So what did they do with the money? Uh Details of the memo, first reported by Politico, New Jersey. New Jersey spent $5 million to buy baby formula to distribute to families in need. Well, as I recall, wasn't baby formula impossible to get during that time? It was nowhere on the shelves. So weren't like all the families in New Jersey families in need? Right? I mean, like when it comes to hungry, when it comes to need, do we then divide by economics, race, who's got money, who doesn't have money, or is everybody that needs the formula families in need? Well, New Jersey spent $5 million to buy baby formula for families in need. I'm not sure exactly who the, who the needy were, but we did that. The Department of Law and Public Safety was given $10 million to buy license plate readers to prevent and respond to the increased violence resulting from the exacerbation uh resulting from and exacerbated by public health emergency. License plate readers? Okay. Uh, school security initiates were funded with $6.5 million to provide a critical mapping initiative to enhance school safety and help law enforcement respond to emergencies. Uh, 
And the New Jersey State Police were granted $521,783 to purchase eight vehicles to support state officials who are are responding to COVID-19 public health crisis. Among those, the governor and the lieutenant governor. U.S. Treasury SFRF eligibility. New Jersey State Police is responsible for the security and transportation of state officials, including the governor and lieutenant governor. As part of their many responsibilities, these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID recovery efforts at vaccination sites, hospitals, nursing homes, long-term care facilities, and other affected sites. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Now, keep in mind that the governor and the lieutenant governor are granted full transportation and a security detail. A state trooper drives them wherever they need to go. So why do they need to get free cars? With the COVID relief money. 1-800-283-101.5. Other state officials, including the attorney general, the assembly speaker, and senate president, also have state vehicles with a driver and a security detail. So uh, Senator Declan O'Scanlan... The value of these emergency funds continues to diminish with each passing day. Those in need continue to struggle, and we do nothing. I love that man. Uh, He tweets out, WTCJFBOC, and then he says, the value of these emergency funds continues to diminish with each passing day. O'Scanlan also claims billions of dollars remain unspent and expressed frustration with committee leadership under Murphy. His words, WTF are you waiting for? <laughs> and he asked in a press release. So what do you think of this? 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about it? Uh, in my opinion, he's going to be calling in too. I just got a text. Uh, I, ju- I just got a text. Uh, how can a governor who has that much money need the state to provide him, need the COVID relief money to provide him with cars. The lieutenant governor, they get a ride wherever they want to go. Why are we buying them cars? And why are we using the COVID money to do it? Or as I said, the COVID money. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? You know, what are your thoughts when you hear this? I know like Jeff and Bill talked about it. I know it's like the lead story on NJ1015.com. You got to check out Eric's article. Uh, we took in a lot of money. $6.24 billion in federal COVID funding. funding, And no one knew what happened with the money. Now we know. 1-800-283-101.5. How does this make you feel? Knowing that a governor who uh, could easily afford to buy his own cars gets one from the state of New Jersey. I mean, even I, I don't understand the fact why we need to do this, even though he gets a detail. He doesn't need a car. He has a driver and a state vehicle. So why are we buying him a car? Why are we buying the lieutenant governor car? And what should we be doing with this money? I don't know. Give it back? Maybe make our, maybe lighten our burden for how much money it costs us to live in New Jersey? But it's just like, you know, I guess every job has its perks. If you're going to be the governor, you know, you got you to get what you can. And uh, here we are, getting what he can. 1-800-283-101.5. So there's, there's uh, what was being done with the COVID relief funds. 
Lieutenant governor got a car. The governor got a car. Uh, we spent $5 million to buy baby formula to distribute to families in need. You know, where's the money to help us fight COVID? How exactly did we come out ahead of this? 1-800-283-101.5. Declan O'Scanlan, Senator Declan O'Scanlan from the 13th District, says he's going to call in, and uh, we'll get his take on it. We've already gotten three words from him, WTF. And uh, I got to concur. I got to concur. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts coming up. Do you ever hear us say this? I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do. Or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. We're finally finding out what happened with the COVID relief money here in New Jersey. And uh, among the things uh, that were brought with it, uh, Governor Murphy, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, each got a sweet new rides as part of the deal. We're talking... uh, $624 billion in federal COVID funding. Now, one man who did not get a car out of this, he didn't get a dime out of this, would be uh, from the 13th District, Senator Declan O'Scanlu, taking time out to join me. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. Steve, thanks for having me, my friend. Always good to chat with you. Can Uh, you hear me okay? I hear you great. Any senator that starts off with WTF has got to be on my show as quickly as possible. (laughs) And is well warranted. Uh, yeah, my staff was like, wait, WTF, KBOC? And I'm like, not even with a space in between. Yes. <laughs> it's time to start actually asking the question of what are we doing? It's, it's insane. Uh, $6 billion, $6 billion in federal money that we didn't need to begin with, by the way. Right. At least we should be spending it in a way that lasts and that, and that makes a meaningful difference for a long time to the people that are going to be paying for it. Our kids and grandkids are going to be paying this federally borrowed money back for 20 years. Right. We shouldn't be squandering it on, on SUVs for the governor. No. And like you said, it's a wise investment. If you got the money anyway, use it that we're all going to benefit for as long as we're paying it back. And, and again, this is just the last thing this guy needs is an SUV. With all the money he has, and he's got rides, he's got transportation, he's got state troopers driving him everywhere. It's one of those things, because he could do it, he did it, and the same thing with the lieutenant governor. But why are we doing this, and why are why is all this money still sitting there, like you said in your press release, you know, uh, losing interest? There's no question. The money's devalued every year. If this money were really needed, you'd think we'd want to get it out as quickly as possible, and Look, there are people in need, right? So right. we still have restaurants 
that went through hell during the pandemic, that had a good summer but did not get to replenish their reserves for the winter, who I've spoken to dozens of them, they may not make it through the winter. There's no program for them. Yet we're spending millions, tens of millions of dollars on soccer fields, on deepening marinas that have, you know, 28 slips for rich people, on, on, on SUVs for the governor. It's our, our priorities are ass backwards, and it shouldn't happen. Meanwhile, we have these struggling restaurants. We have, you know, health insurance issues that we could be offsetting that will – we could get through a year or two with this money and they should go back to normal. Uh, we're doing nothing and we're crushing taxpayers in, in the, in the midst of it. Yeah. All the people, are off. all the people that are going to have to pay the money back are the ones that are not going to benefit from it. Like those restaurant owners, like those small businesses, like the, you know, like the middle-class taxpayer so that the rich can have slips and uh, the politicians can get cars and we're paying for it as well as their details, as well as their security. That is exactly right. This just, it's, it ain't no, it ain't a way to run a state that is flush with cash temporarily. This is going to go away. Within the next two, three years, this goes away. We will have done none of the reforms, et cetera, that will make us viable long-term financially. We will squander this money. Uh, it really is the same. And by the way, at that point, they're going to have to replace these SUVs all over again. Uh, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Look, there's, a, there's an entity in North Jersey, Cheshire Home. Right. Uh, they take care of people with catastrophic spinal cord injuries. And they are on the brink. They got crushed during COVID while trying to avoid having COVID decimate these very vulnerable people. They came through it with flying colors. They spent a lot of money to do it. Not a penny. Not a penny. Unbelievable. These folks will be sent to other institutions where they get one-fifth of the treatment at, at twice the cost. And we're not fixing it. It breaks my heart. This is what the money was supposed to be for, COVID recovery, COVID relief. And here you have COVID situations that aren't going to get the are going to get the help. Now, you're a member of the Joint Budget Oversight Committee. What, what can be done? What, what can be done about this? It was just something we just had to sit by and watch in frustration. To tell you the truth, it may be time to, to eliminate JBOC, uh, Joint Budget Oversight Committee. We shouldn't be deferring the legislature's job as the oversight uh, of fiscal issues and spending issues and permitting the governor. I mean, we gave $500 million. Just we, we uh, uh, completely abdicated our responsibility to oversee it. Let them spend how we want it. And that's how we're getting these, these SUVs. Uh, it may be time to eliminate JBOC altogether and insist that the, the full legislature, certainly the, the budget committee, has open public hearings. Nobody pays attention to JBOC. Mm. Um, it happens in really the dark of night. They put the agenda out at the last minute. Nobody's paying attention. And even the, the reporters that want to, to pay attention and, and show it to the public, they don't have access to the agenda at the last minute. And then there's no detail. And by the way, even the agendas that are out, the, the one we did last week, had one item on it, and we were we were issuing debt to pay off other more, actually marginally less expensive debt, uh, and that's it. And not a hiccup. No one saw it. No one paid any attention. Uh, it's really a shame. So it might be time to just eliminate JBOC. 
and force the budget committee and the, the legislature itself to continue to deal with these things in public with full disclosure and full transparency. Transparency in New Jersey? <laughs> you know what you're yeah, saying? I, know. <laughs> I, I hear you, yes. But I'm going to keep fighting for it. As long as I'm here, I'm going to keep fighting for it, uh, as, as hokey as that might sound. If anybody could do it, I believe in you. Senator Declan O'Scanlan, 13th District. This man fights for us. I love having you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, my friend. Appreciate it. Keep getting the word out there. You got it, pal. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Bob's in Mystic Island on New Jersey one zero one point five. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? Oh, good. How about you? Good. Can you hear me? Okay. You were great. I got you on my Bluetooth headset, and the radio is turned down. So, <clears throat> I appreciate that guest you had on there. Okay, Senator uh, Declan O'Scanlan. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually in Pennsylvania, coming out, coming back to New Jersey. I'm at work. I just uh, got my stash of illegal bags from Wawa. All right, there we go. Always <laughs> we're down to. We used to smuggle gas too, brother. <laughs> we used to smuggle marijuana across state lines. Now just the bags. <laughs> we can get. I know the pot. bags and the straws. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't give them to the porpoises. It's okay. <laughs> go ahead. So hey, uh, you know, um, uh, royalty has its privileges. Right. It, hint, hint. Right. Yeah. Royalty has its privileges. Do you think we got rid of royalty? No. Have we won that war back a two or fifty years ago? No. No, we got it back now. We got it back no. now. I, I am, and this is not a brag. I'm not here to get a thank you or you know whatever. But 26 um, year veteran, mm -hmm. combat veteran, Iraq and Afghanistan. I have a quite different view of the world and how things really run. Right. So you can, and yeah, and I have grandchildren, so I have things to protect. And I hope Mr. O'Scanlan doesn't like to take things from lobbyists. No. He fights for the people, Senator Scanlon. No, he really does. Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And regardless, thank you for your service. It's 730. Now the latest New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. So we've got billions of dollars in COVID relief money here in New Jersey. That's why Murphy's budget was so flush. We didn't need the money, but we got it anyway. Now we got to pay it back. The Murphy administration started spending the $6.24 billion in federal COVID funding. Uh, no one really knew how he was doing it. Uh, there is a committee that was formed uh, in order of the Joint Budget Oversight Committee, and uh, Senator Declan O'Scanlan is part of it, and they would like transparency in how the money was being spent. So we've got some transparency on how the money was being spent. Uh, $5 million dollars to buy baby formula to distribute to families in need. As I recall, like I said, all families were in need of baby formula because it wasn't on the shelves. So I don't know who got it, who didn't get it, whatever. But the sticking point here is that uh, eight vehicles were purchased, eight SUVs were purchased by the New Jersey State Police. One for the Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, one for Governor Phil Murphy. The man is a millionaire. He's not just a millionaire. He's a millionaire. He's loaded. Why does the state need to buy him an SUV? And why does the state need to buy him an SUV? I'll tell you why the state needs to buy him an SUV. According to uh, the code here, U.S. Treasury eligibility. 
New Jersey State Police is responsible for the security and transportation of state officials, including the governor and lieutenant governor. As part of their many responsibilities, these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery efforts at vaccination sites, hospitals, and nursing homes, long-term care facilities, and other affected sites. So does everybody who have these responsibilities get an SUV? Why does the governor get an SUV? Why does the lieutenant governor get an SUV out of the COVID money? And they decided that they got it. Stephen is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you? Good. No, this is just consistent with, uh, what do they call it, fraud, waste, and abuse of, of our money. I would have taken the money and done with it what should have been done, fix up the VA uh, hospitals or and uh, help out the hospitals where people were dying of COVID because they didn't have enough uh, correct facilities, get more people in there, maybe subsidize, uh, I don't know what was, nursing. You mean like actual COVID relief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it should have been used for, but no. cars, uh, no. This is more like I, I COVID to, relief. Yeah. I mean, I used to do some COVID stuff in my uh, comedy routines, but uh, I, I dropped them. You know, people don't want to hear that. You're a comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? Stephen Steele. Stephen Steele? Yep. Oh, cool. All right, where are you playing? Where are you working? Uh, well, there's a Valentine's Day uh, show with uh, Mark Overton and Ellen Karras up at the um, Chatham uh, Movie Theater. So it uh, starts at 7.30 on uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, there'll be no COVID jokes then, right? No. They're all, they're all put to rest, hopefully. All right, the COVID but, jokes are put to rest. All right, Stephen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But, I mean, you know, there was this guy, if you remember back in 1992, H. Ross Perot, and he ran for president, and he was winning. And uh, then he ended up in an argument with Tim Russert on Meet the Press and ended up withdrawing, whatever. But, but the thing was this. I remember one thing about Perot was when he said he doesn't need health care. I'm a multimillionaire. Why do I need health care? Ta- I wouldn't take health care if I became president. And when you, I, I just thought about that as I'm listening to, I'm, I'm seeing Phil Murphy here taking a car. He doesn't need a car. He has about 50 cars. You know, he's got a villa in Italy. Do we need to buy him a car? And you would just think Trump never took salary. Right? He had the money donated to, I think, uh, the Air Force. I forget who got the money. But Trump donated his salary. He didn't need it. Murphy needs a car. The lieutenant governor needs a car. 1-800-283-101.5. Doesn't this just make you shake your head? He's entitled to the car. But on top of the car, he gets a driver. The state police drive him wherever he wants to go. He's got a fleet. I went to a party at Senator John Bramnick's house where he had this thing with politicians and comedians getting together. And the governor was there. There was a whole fleet of SUVs around him. But he needs a car. 1-800-283-101.5. What am I missing here? We're going to take money that the government gave us, $6.24 billion that the government gave us, to deal with COVID relief. We're buying cars. Why don't we, like like Senator Declan O'Scanlan said when he came on earlier, why don't we use that money to help the people who are going to have to pay the money back? Jim is in Trenton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Jimmy, you there? 
Hello? Hi, Jim. How are you? Good. How you doing? All right? Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, this is a travesty. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll give you another good example. But you just bear me for a minute or two. Who was the bald governor with the beard who got into a high-speed accident? That was, uh, damn, I know his name. Well, you know who I mean. I know exactly who you mean. I, I know okay. exactly. I, I can't remember his it. name now. Go ahead. All right. I'm, I'm going to get to the original point. Just give me a minute or two here. I, uh, I, I, I'm on Route 18 going to a Starbucks. I go to pull in there, and five SUVs cut me off at the Starbucks on 18. God is my witness. This is a true story. I go to get in. Get, get John Corzine. That's the idiot. That's the they, idiot. They, they, get out, they, they get out of the car and stop me dead in my tracks. Who do you think was in the SUV? That idiot Corzine. They had to get out and get him coffee at Starbucks and wouldn't allow me to go in the building. Ridiculous. Okay. And this, you're the one that's, but he's the one working for you. Correct. This is the travesty that government pulled. It's they're better than us. They can do whatever they want. How about putting this some good? You know, we're in the red as a state. You know, there's no surplus here, you idiot. How about putting it to some use instead of treating yourself to stuff that you don't deserve? You know what? And even if you did, it's just something, something inside you has got to say, you know what? I don't need this. Why am I taking a car? What am I going to do with the car? I don't even drive. Yeah, I, he's got a car. He's got a driver. He's got a driver and, and a car provided for him. Why does he need to have another car? Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But that's part of it. It's a more, it's an, a bigger scale. Why are we not using the money for things that we will benefit from for the amount of time that we're paying the loan off, that we're paying the $6.24 billion off? What about the middle class? What about the restaurant workers that Senator O'Scanley was talking about? What about the small businesses? How are they benefiting from this? Knowing that the governor has a car, how does that make your life better in New Jersey? A car that we provided, a car that we're paying for. Don't you wish the governor would pay for your car? What are you driving? 1-800-283-101.5. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need an agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. Call Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Phyllis wanted to move closer to her daughter who lived in Pennsylvania, so she needed to sell her home in Edison. Calling Rob and his team got Phyllis the quick sale she was wanting and more money. Rob's amazing marketing triggered 57 showings, multiple offers in just 14 days. Getting them home sold for $525,000, which was more than $25,000 over the list price. Phyllis was positioned very well with her move to Pennsylvania. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj. And start packing. Reliable. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Later on, I'm going to be talking to your favorite cartoon characters. There's a cartoon art show coming to Salem. Cartoon art is cool. You walk in, you see it hanging on your wall. You're immediately surrounded by old friends. Uh, child actor got screwed by the Razzies. We'll talk about that. And uh, right now, though, the uh, more and more information is coming out as to what New Jersey is doing with the COVID relief money. Among the things we did with the $6.24 billion, not all of which is being used, we have to pay it all back. 
So you would figure that if you're going to use this money, invest this money, you would do it wisely so that it would benefit all of the taxpayers who are going to pay it back and not buy a brand new SUV for the governor with that money or not buy one for the lieutenant governor with that money. The governor and the lieutenant governor, they get transportation as part of their deal. Uh, that transportation is you know, provided by the state. The state troopers actually drive them around. So they don't really need to have brand new cars. But hey, it's there. And you know, the thing about this is that you would figure there'd be a lot more, uh, I don't know, aggravation over it. Senator Declan O'Scanlan from the 13th District is aggravated about it. Uh, but you figure like there'd be a lot more vitriol. But I guess we're just used to it. I guess it's just expected in New Jersey that the powers that be will use money that we have to pay back to take care of themselves, take care of their friends, you know, take care of their class, and then the rest of us, well, we'll just pay the bill, like the little people that we are. You don't know. Don't worry about it. We got this. We know what to do. We know how to tell you what to do. Just listen to us. We'll take care of everything. And that kind of is the way Murphy runs the state. So how dare you even question the fact that he would have a new car with the COVID relief money, that Sheila Oliver would have a new car with the COVID relief money? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, if you go to nj1015.com and you look at what uh, Eric Scott wrote, you look at the article, and it explains just where the money went to. And meanwhile, we've got all this money sitting there, unspent, and we're losing money. Says Declan O'Scanlon, we have billions in unspent federal relief funds sitting idle in state accounts for nearly two years getting devalued by inflation. We have billions more set aside in the current state budget to pay down debt that hasn't been touched for more than six months. And the Joint Budget Oversight Committee is responsible for approving the use of these funds. Why has no plan been presented by Governor Murphy or the Democratic majority for approval? Says he, WTF, are you waiting for it? That's a very good question. Meanwhile, whatever money they do spend, they're buying themselves cars. Like I said, any any other state, anybody else would be offended by this. Here it's like, well, what do you expect? It's perk of the job. Okay? If you were the governor of New Jersey and you got $6.24 billion, why wouldn't you buy yourself a car? I don't know, because you don't need one. But is this the way we should be spending the money? You know, your own household, if I gave you money or you took out a loan, would you take out a loan, a long-term loan, and buy a short-term item? Right? If you're going to take out a long-term loan, would you buy a car? You need another car in a couple of years. Why are we wasting loan money on the car? Especially when you have the money to buy your own damn car. 1-800-283-101.5. But again... You know, why should this be a problem in New Jersey? He's the governor. He gets to do what he wants. You know, uh, if that's your problem, then you can just leave New Jersey. Like uh, so many people are. Was it third in the nation in export of population? 1-800-283-101.5. So now we see where we go from here. Now we see, you know, hopefully more and more will come out. Or hopefully he'll see that this is out. And he'll do something. With the rest of the money. 
that we could all benefit from, that the, the, the small business owner can benefit from. Like that would happen, right? You know, the comedian that called earlier, he should put that in his act. This winter, this winter be ready. New Jersey 101.5's Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero is ready for winter. Look for wintry mix to start around lunchtime. He's ready to give you the facts without the hype. Snow ends early tomorrow morning, but expect a really messy commute. Our winter weather alerts will keep you and your family safe before, during, and after the storm. Thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Division of Highway Traffic Safety. New Jersey 101.5 Winter Weather Alerts. Be ready. Listen on your radio, our free app, and nj1015.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trebelese. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Give me a call. We'll hang out. We'll talk. We'll chat. And uh, if you go to nj1015.com, you check out my blogs. There's a great Beatles cartoon art show coming to Salem this weekend. And uh, Scott Siegelbaum, who uh, is uh, the publisher for a guy named Ron Campbell, uh, who's no longer with us. But Ron designed all the Beatles animation cells. He designed the uh, King's Features back in the 60s. Had the Beatles. It was a cartoon show. And... uh, Paul George, John, and Ringo as cartoon characters, and he got into adventures. And every time there were chase scenes, they would uh, they play the Beatle music, and they had license to play the Beatle music. Uh, and it was great. And the cells are worth so much money. And they're going to be selling them this weekend in Salem. So uh, we'll talk to Scott later on as well. Murr and Practical Jokers, uh, he's on there talking about the tour, talking about the new season, season 10, revealing some surprises. For season 11 as well, he was on last night. Really good interview. We were giving away uh, tickets for Practical Jokes, and some of the jokes we got were hysterical. And then I went home last night, and I lost power. Um... Really, really bad rain last night, as you know. Hopefully, you didn't lose power, but I did. And, uh, you know, the stuff that you learn when Sandy hit and we all lost power for whatever and who's buying a generator, who's not buying a generator. Well, in Roosevelt, we lost power. And the whole town was pitch dark. And I was not prepared for it. And I'm wondering... What are some of the things that you do? Are you prepared if you ever lose power? What are some of the things that you do if you lose power? If you have a generator, great. Let me know. Does your house flip right on? Do you have to go find the generator, make sure the generator is gassed up, start the generator, warm up the generator, and you don't even know how long it's going to be out for so it's even worth grabbing the generator? I had... uh, my wife keeps these candles all around the house, and they were all burnt down, like, to the end. So when you try to get into it, a match end up burning your hand. Uh, I spent most of the night, I spent, like, about, it was about two hours, like 1230 at night, and I'm up at night. I'm watching the Beatles get back on my iPhone, because luckily I had the Disney app on there. It's much easier to lose power now if you got a smartphone, because you could just, you know, you have television, you don't have to worry about it. But one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What have you, how have you managed when you lost power? What are some of the things you do? Is your house prepared that should the power go out, you have things you can do? Like are you set up with candles? Are you set up with uh, matches? 
uh, flashlights. Nobody uses flashlights anymore, right? They're all on your phone. How long have you lost? Like, what's what's the longest you've gone without power? And what were some of the things you did to make it work? Before you just said, enough of this, I'm going to the hotel. Yeah, Sandy was a perfect example. You know, a lot of people, I remember like for, like for months listening to us on battery-powered radios because they just couldn't, you know, they'd have no power. And this was going back to 2012, right, over 10 years ago. Never forget, Sandy. Being here all night, where we went forward from there, the months and months and months of people living without power here in New Jersey, and everybody coming together. It would not have stayed divided back then. Everybody just took care of each other. You okay? What can I do? Need anything? What are some of the things you do? What's the longest you've ever gone without power in New Jersey? And what are some of the things, some of the precautions you take or some of the things you did to uh, be comfortable? I regretted not having a gas stove. Because if you have a gas stove, at least you can cook. I remember, like, barbecuing outside, you know, lighting the barbecue and uh, trying to cook macaroni by boiling water on the barbecue. 1-800-283-101.5. But now, like last night, you know, lighting the candles, uh, cold because, you know, you don't have heat. And the rain that kept coming down. Fran is in Turnersville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Fran. Hi, Steve. Nice to speak with you. Um, so back in 2015, we had a really bad storm down around my way, and right. we didn't have electricity for close to a week. So, but because I learned my lesson, I was totally prepared. I have like seven oil lamps for light. My neighbor even called me up and asked me, how come I have electricity? I said, I have oil lamps. They're very bright. Really? One pound. I keep one pound propane tanks on for my little camping stove. Right. And um, I even have a propane heater just in case it goes out in the wintertime. And um, I keep water. But, you know, other than that, if you have a camping stove and if you have oil lamps instead of candles, they're much more safe. And they give off a lot of light. Now, you keep, you, good. Do you keep them in the closet just in case you ever lose power, or do you have them just around the house like as decorations? I keep them down in my family room on the ledge that I have going all around my room, but I keep them filled all the time. And um, when I know I'm going to need them, I bring them out, and boom, I have light. Nice, nice. And you went a week like this. Yeah, but I was okay. I had all the provisions that I needed. I could cook, and I could make hot water, and... Do everything that I needed to do. Because nice. you got to be prepared. Yeah. Did you learn that from Sandy, or what made you what made you be ready? Just common sense, knowing hey, if this electric house ever goes out, I don't have anything. Okay. So I always, I'm, I'm not a doomsayer, but I am a preparer, uh-huh. and, and I just keep like six months worth of food in. And, but most important, I have those little propane tanks for my camping stove, and about seven or eight gallons of lamp oil. All right, good move, Fran. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. What is the longest you've ever gone without power? Uh, you want to go back to Sandy? Go back to Sandy. But what are some of the things that you do? What are some of the provisions that you have, the backup plans in your house, just in case the power goes out? Do you live on the candlelight? Do you burn the oil lamps like Fran does? 
Do you have, like, a, a backup plan? I mean, thank God. Thank God today we have the cell phones. You know, I, like I said, I spent last night two hours. I'm watching Beatles on the Disney Channel. It was great. And you know, when you go back and look at it again, you find out just how much that band wanted to break up by the time. <laughs> it was over by that time. But 1-800-283-101.5. You know, the hard thing, too, is refrigerator. You know, you always have a water supply because we no longer drink out of the sink, right? We all go out and buy bottled water. So you know you pretty much are going to have water. The food you got to worry about. I bought a generator. And like I said, I bought the generator. The generator is a brand new generator. And it sits in a closet in case I ever need it. But in the pitch black, you're going to work at the generator. If you know it's coming, like if it's a sandy thing, be prepared, have the thing ready to go. But if you don't know it's coming, it just sits there. Last night, I, my house looked like uh, like a brothel. It had the, had the scented candles burning all over the place, you know. Uh, and, I got the, uh, and I got Disney. I got the phone. 1-800-283-101.5. But... Going without power in New Jersey, how long have you ever done it? And could you do it? Are you, are you prepared for it? Are you set up for it? What's the longest you've ever done it for? There's got to come a certain point where you're like, all right, I'm out of here, enough of this. Go into the hotel. But the hotel is expensive. So you've got to do it in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Steve. Did you, were you guys burning candles because you wanted me to be here? That's what it was. That's what it was. We were, we got a candle by the window, hoping that you would call, Andrew. You know, I had a great joke for last night because Johnny was there. Right. The magician, comedian. Right. i got to tell you the joke now. It's a one-line impression. Tell you up front, it ain't my own joke. It's Dana Carvey. Okay. So... Christopher Walken enjoying a magic trick. Wow! All right, there we go. So I got a story for the power thing. Give me the story. Last time we lost power, it was like maybe an hour, but the last time we really did was two and a half days or so, a super storm Sandy. Right. Right, and I, I had candles. Scented and unscent, uh, un- scented candles, like six of them, and I think I had two downstairs, two upstairs, and I was okay. Don't have a cat or a dog. I was told if you have a cat or a dog, do not light candles. It will start a fire. It could start a fire. Well, you don't want them running around it, Andrew. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. As long as you've ever gone without power. Do you ever hear us say this? I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do. Where this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it. Get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything 
anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Times River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevelis. Uh, Peter Gabriel bringing us in. What happened when you lost power? You know, it's losing power today is so different than losing power back in the day. Because losing power back in the day, you were without power, right? Losing power back in the day, uh, you just had to learn to survive. Right? Imagine Gilligan's Island today, the three-hour tour. They'd be sitting there with their cell phones. <laughs> They'd be watching television. Kathy's in Ben Salem on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, right. What are you doing? I'm just parking. Oh, you're parking? I just got, I just got home from the store. Oh, okay. You sound like you're opening a candy bar or something. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That was that was cookies. I rolled it up. Oh, cook! What kind of cookies? Um, you don't know. <laughs> you have to look at the rail. Yeah, they're chocolate wafers. Ooh, chocolate wafers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> chocolate. Right, so, so tell me, you lost power for eight days. Yep. Storm Sandy. Uh, our people went up there, the electric companies, right. the fire companies. So we had to wait, but we were in way better shape. And, of course, my husband's always got everything ready. Right. So we had um, the generator going, a newborn baby born on the block. And she wow. Home with it. She, but she said she was fine. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. That's like a movie. That's like you could have made that like a like a television show or something. Oh no, she didn't uh, have the baby in her hand. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that sounds no, you know, a newborn baby. Home with her. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I just, I just, you know, ask her if she needs anything. She goes, no, we're good. No, okay. All right, so you went but, eight um, days. Yeah. We went eight days. Yeah, around the sixth day, I'm like, oh, come on already. <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done with this. That's right. But, you know. The things you take for granted, you know, the th- the things you take for granted when you lose power for eight days, like like showering. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. I'm not sure if that gave us hot water or not, but no. we had propane for our grill. Well, yeah, I, I, I was cooking macaroni outside on the grill because I had a oh, yeah. electric stove and that sucked. Yeah. yeah. If that don't convince you, gas is the way to go. Nothing will. <laughs> really? All right. Enjoy your enjoy your chocolate wafer cookies. Oh, I'm done. Oh, now I'm okay. going in the house, so he didn't see me eat them. Oh, yeah. Oh, your husband doesn't like you eating cookies. You have to hide them. 
No, we're supposed to be on a diet. I know he's sneaking. Ah, okay, okay. I know he is. He is, huh? What's he sneaking? I don't know. What, what kind of diet you guys doing? Oh, just cutting back. No sugar, no bread. <laughs> it don't count if it's in the car. It only counts if it's in the house. <laughs> I ate a lot of them, too. I'm going to be sick. Well, everybody knows that, right? It doesn't count if he doesn't see it. Yeah, that's right. And of course. So as far as I'm concerned, you haven't had a thing to eat all day. You should go. You got to go in there acting like you're starving. Yeah, I am because I didn't eat dinner. But that's not, I'm not starving now. Now I, no. I ate. I well, wait a minute. When you, when you go inside, right, and you see your husband, do you normally give him a kiss? Okay, good, because you don't want to have that on your We've been married 40 years. Oh, okay, yeah, that went away 30 years ago. All right, yeah, I get that, so no problem. You will not get caught. All right, Kathy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jen is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jen. Hi, Steve. How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Uh, I love this topic. Uh-huh. The reason that I wanted to call in is because during Sandy, I did not have electricity for at least three weeks. I How live in do it? Monroe, uh-huh. and it's a rural part, so JCP&L is like the worst electric company, and they figure, oh, well, there's not that many people over that way, so we're going to put them last on the list. Oh. And it was crazy. I had to go and wash my hair in the sink at work. I had to, like, kind of do a bird bath in the sink because <sighs> when the power is out, you have no well water, and there was no generators to be had. Oh, you had the well water. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, good. That's even oh, worse. Go ahead. No, no, that, that's even worse. So what did you do? Um, I, we just had to do what we could do. Like, we would um, take water, we would boil it on the... Um, what is that? Um, like the grill outside, and then uh-huh. we would make a concoction between the water from the pool and the water that we boiled, so that it was like kind of warm enough. Because I couldn't like literally take a shower in the sink at work every day. You had to like no. other parts of your body, <laughs> and yeah, it was a very long time. But on in their defense, there was like if you drove down Route 130, it was like the telephone poles were snapped, like a tornado came through. Oh yeah, so I remember that. It did take some time to fix that. However, since then, there's been um, a lot of inventions. I got this thing. It's called a Halo Bolt, and it's shaped like a flashlight. Right. It can charge your phone probably at least ten times. You can jump start a car. Really? Get. Yeah, and that thing I love. I have that in my car just in case you ever need to jump start it, but I do use it for charging devices. And if the power does go out, we now do have a um, you know, a portable generator that is something that I can use because anytime that you lose power for an extended period of time and you have to throw everything out from your refrigerator, that's mm-hmm. three, $400 right there. Exactly. So, so that is worth it. But, that, yeah. that sounds like one of those things you see on late night television, that Halo, like one of those bulb head things, you know? Yeah, but it's amazing. It's it a really good it. thing to have. Yeah, it's a lightsaber. And it has a flashlight on it, so I use it all the time. I don't have to worry about buying batteries. Mm-hmm. You just keep it. Um, well, it does. if you don't use it, the charge stays in it for probably at least a good three months. Oh, nice. So it's a nice thing to have, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Can it quarry apple? 
The what? Can it quarry apple? It's a honeymooners joke. Never mind, it's bad. All right. No, I'm sorry. No. I did watch the honeymooners, but I didn't catch it. That, that was the one with the chef of the future. Can it quarry apple? <laughs> Oh, core and apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get it. Now you get it. <laughs> All right. I like that. So, so you you made it for three weeks. God bless you. one 800 What's the longest you've ever been without power? Uh, probably during Sandy when I was living in uh, in Manhattan. I, I, I think I was out of power for like six days. Six days? Yeah, yeah. That uh, I mean, there was... I had to go above 59th Street to get uh, to charge a phone, and I mean, I, there was not like a street light on in the city. It was eerie. It was really, really odd. Yeah, especially up there. Yeah, totally eerie. The only lights were the cab lights. That it was really odd. And yeah. nothing to eat. Like the food had to be. Oh weird my too. gosh, it was ramen for days, Trev. It <laughs> was ramen for days. All right, it's eight thirty. Now the latest New Jersey... If you want to 1.5, want to say thanks for listening and fill your tank for free. You can win a free $50 gas card. This is the last week to win, so listen all week at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app and win a free $50 gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Car Truck Company of Flemington, part of the Yoka family, with 40 dealerships, 25 brands. Good luck and thanks for listening. From New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelyse. So last night I go home and uh, about 12.30, all the power goes off in my house. I figure I go home, like stuff I wanted to do, shows I wanted to watch, stuff I DVR, nothing. Uh, it's funny because like, so now I'm sitting there and I got, it's, it's pitch black. And my town, like the street lights, everything went dead. So it is pitch black black and now i'm walking around the house trying to figure out you know what to do right trying to trying to feel around for like the candles uh trying to trying to light the matches and burn my hand as i try to stick them in the candle then i found one of those like long lighter things right so i got a couple of candles lit and i'm sitting there with uh my my phone and i'm watching uh beatles i'm watching the beatles uh get back on my cell phone, on the Disney Channel. Thank God I had the app on my cell phone. Uh, what's the longest you have ever gone without power? What did you do to survive? DJ Danny Pavone is in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, on New Jersey, 101.5. What's up, kiddo? Hey, you, you, you got to bear with me. I'm hiding in my shed right now eating Thin Mints. Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Because <laughs> your wife knows you're getting fat? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She, oh, getting fat. Yeah. Getting fat, yeah, really. We would pass getting fat a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I got two for you. So two months ago, we lost power for two days. Mm -hmm. And and I got to tell you, when you have a teenage daughter, you right. would have thought it was Armageddon. Yeah, but how? You see, like, there's the thing, though. Because, like, I was thinking about that. Because, like, my sons are 16. They don't know what it would be like to be without power. Because today, when you're without power, what do you do? You do what I did. You sit on your phone. You're watching TV. You're watching YouTube. I don't think they're like, I don't think my sons would even know, Danny, if we had no power. Because they are so addicted to their phones. How are you going to charge the phone? Well, I'm going by the fact that the phone is already charged, man. <laughs> yeah, just just remember, teenage daughter. That thing is hooked up to the charger twenty four seven. Right. Okay. So yeah, like I said, you would have thought it was Armageddon, but I can tell you about 
the funniest time when I lost power. What was that? Which was years ago when I lived in Northeast Philadelphia. Right. So I actually paid my electric bill, but I was 12 cents short. Get out. Okay. So they turned my power off. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were cracking down. I was living in my... Oh, it gets better. So okay. I called them from my cell phone, which had a little bit of charge. Right. Okay? And I called them and I say, I paid it. Okay? It, and they said, well, it shows that it was 12 cents short. I'm like, you turned my power off because it was 12 cents short? <laughs> it cost more than that to turn the power off. Yeah. They said, sir, well, if you just go into your email, and, and this is before iPhones and everything, if you just go into your email and, you know, give us the receipt number, we'll we'll get out there, we'll get it fixed for you. I said, oh, go in my email. I don't have any power. <laughs> That's good. I, you not. I sat on hold until my phone died and then I had to go to a, go down to my office to get another, get on the phone and get my power turned back on because I paid it 12 cents short. <laughs> and you never missed a payment again. No, that, uh, auto pay. Yeah, auto pay, auto pay. See, I, I know I got another time. I got another time about losing power. There was a night where my team lost power, and that was last Saturday night. It wasn't easy. Yeah, no, yeah, you lost it for what? About thirty-one points. Yeah, I lost it for about thirty-one points in about three hours. As a matter of fact, yeah, oh, I heard they did. I heard. I heard the hotel lost hot water the night before. I wonder if that's going to happen this weekend as well. That was a dirty trick. Well, the 49ers don't care. They don't wash, so what do they care? They don't even notice if they had no hot water. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, yeah, it's a conversation for a different show. Yes, exactly. We will have that later. All right, pal, take it easy. 215-592-9494. DJ Danny Pavone worked his way up through ranks. We'll talk about a hustler, that guy. All right, have you ever, and you know, it's the truth, though. I don't think my sons, who are so addicted to their phones, and they're always charged. They never, God forbid, this phone is ever charged. I don't think they'd realize it. We could be out on a desert island. There'd be no lights. They'd be, they'd be like living, you know, like li with the fishing pole, trying to catch dinner. And they'd be sitting there with the phones. Not even, not even an idea. That's how I got through last night. Losing power today is different, provided you got your phone charged. And now with all these superchargers, it was just going to get better and better. It could be easier and easier. For anything else but the entertainment value, 1-800-283-101.5. But what was the longest... You ever went without power in your house. Last night we had the bad rain. I dropped about two hours. That was the other thing, too, because I, I lose the power for two hours. So it's about 1230, actually longer than that. So about 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm done. Now I start to fall asleep. I know this because my phone keeps falling on the floor as I'm trying to watch it. So I'm done. Go to bed. And about two hours later, I didn't realize all that I had on when the power went off. And it was like waking up to a marching band. They got blasting TVs. I got lights all over the place. The dog is freaking out. Oh, my God. What? Oh, it's back? Oh, good. 1-800-283-101.5. But, you know, we, we learn from Sandy. We learn from these storms. Or have we? Longest you've ever been without power. Some of the things that you have done or that you do, precautions that you have readily set up in your house, just in case you do lose power. You know, like we had the caller earlier, Fran, she's got the oil lamps ready to go. Things that you have done, cooking macaroni out on the outside grill. If you have the choice between electric and a gas stove, get the gas stove for no other reason that should you lose power, at least you'll be able to cook. At least you'll be able to boil water, which will make the room a little bit warmer. You know, survival tactics. 
1-800-283-101.5. It wasn't that long ago that it was like you buy these battery-powered televisions. And you uh, you keep those around, but the batteries would keep going dead. So whenever you needed it, like I would take them to the games. Like I would go to the Giant games, and I had this like battery-powered Radio Shack television once. I ended up, I literally threw it in the garbage on the way back. It was just cumbersome, and it you never really got the reception, and it was like, I'm trying to figure out how to watch this stupid television. Meanwhile, if I just raise my head, there's a game going on right in front of me. So it turned out to be not such a great idea. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center and Olbers know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center, puppy you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market up-to-date vaccines five generations of pedigree and a complete homecoming kit they have a large selection of small animals reptiles birds and tropical fish visit them in the shops at old bridge on route 9 or at pet center nj.com today not new york police 1-800-283-101.5 who are your cartoons growing up who are your favorite cartoon characters we got a cartoon art show, Beatles art show, coming to Salem this weekend. Scott Siegelbaum is the uh, the man in charge. The works of Ron Campbell, who designed all the Beatle cartoons and Scooby-Doo and uh, the Flintstones and all kinds of good stuff. Coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, a child actor got dissed at the Razzies. We'll talk about child acting later on as well. All right. Uh, have you ever gone without power? The longest you have ever gone without power. And uh, what were you able to do? What were some of the things you did in order to survive? I found this Country Living website. 11 power outage hacks that will help you brave the next winter storm. Should this ever happen to you? Number one, keep your freezer in check. And don't think you could take your food and stick it outside because the animals live outside and they would love for you to do that. The do-it-yourself lantern. Now, the do-it-yourself lantern is uh, where you take a flashlight and you strap it to like a milk container and uh, strap a headlight or a flashlight onto a jug of water to make an instant ambient light. Flower pot heater. Uh, jury's still out on whether this actually works well enough to try, but plenty of people have posted pictures of how-to videos of these homemade heaters. You take a clay flower pot and uh, I guess you put the candle under it. Use your washer as an ice cooler. That's interesting. Build a rocket stove. All you need is soup cans, tin snips, and a bag of vermicelli. Vermiculite? I don't know what the hell that is. But the other thing, too, trap in the heat, put something at the bottom of the door. Find a second use for solar lights. Use the snow as a water source. Convert AAA batteries to AA batteries. I have no idea how to do any of this stuff. I am not MacGyver. What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. But it's, I guess being stranded is different today. Being stranded, if you have a charged cell phone, is not the same. So whatever you do, make sure that you always have your phone charged. You know, make sure that you keep chargers in the car, in every car. I try to do that. I keep chargers in the car. And my wife and kids always, when they can't find their charger, where do they go? And then when I need the charger in the car, just like when I need a pen at my desk, they're gone. But that's the move. You know, because then you, when, when, that, when Sandy happened here, 
that's what I did. Now, keep in mind, like, Sandy was 2012, so there weren't smartphones. You know, there were flip phones. You know, the, 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 the think about the smartphone you had. What was it, the, the original iPhone going all the way back to 2012? So we didn't have, like, today. Today would be different. Communication would be a lot better. But I do remember, you know, charging the phone in the car because it was, we had no power in, in the place. And in the studio, the only power we had here was in this room. And outside, everybody, you can imagine this, the whole station is here. And they're all in sleeping bags, and they're sleeping on tables, and they're sleeping on the floor, and they're sleeping. And I'm, like, stepping over people, trying to get to the bathroom, because I was on all night with Ray Rossi. And I even thought about the idea of, like, you know, grabbing a coffee maker and bringing it in here, grabbing the microwave and bringing it in here. But it was so dark, none of us could see anything. Kathy's in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Steve, how you doing? Happy New Year. I haven't called in a long time. I know. Where you been, Kathy? Well, here and there with work, going around. I, I listen to you all the time, and I said, I got to tell them my mother and I had lived in Warren, then we had no power for two weeks during the Sandy, and everybody laughed. My mother got everybody gifts. It was these um, battery-operated lanterns, right? and they all laughed when she gave them his gifts. Everybody's like, until this crap. Oh, let me tell you, when you just turn the lantern on, your whole rooms were lit up. And neighbors would call and they said, "Oh, do you have do you have a generator? What do you guys have? You got lights?" And we're like, "No, these are battery operated lanterns." And suddenly, yeah. your mom was a hero. That's exactly it. And what we had to do to eat, we would drive down. You're up in Warren. We went down to Route 22. Uh-huh. It was like a diner, a few places over. I would have to go every day and get us breakfast and go down and get her something for lunch, and then we'd go out for dinner at night. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's how we had to survive. That's a very expensive survival. Well, but it was that was our pleasure. The house was freezing. Mm-hmm. You could tell in the restaurants we used to we got camaraderie with other people. We'd all have ten sweatshirts on and thermos, and we're like, still no power. Hey, how you doing? Because you could see that everybody you were freezing in your homes then. Oh yeah, it was cold. Remember, it was chilly. Oh, that was the thing yeah. about yeah. Everybody, everybody bonded together to keep warm. You know, and it was weird because in New Jersey, like down the Cherry Hill area, they didn't get affected at all. Oh, no. We had two weeks and more. Even the mayor and all of them tried yeah. to help and get it, kept calling up. But what we did was we had uh, gas heat, so when I would take a shower, right. we shut the door. I would tell her, come down and get warm because we had all steam. That was our <laughs> These are the stories you tell you. When I was your age, you think you got it easy. You have no idea what we had to deal with. And it was only 10 years oh, ago. Nice talking with you. Have a great new year for you, all right? You got it, Kathy. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You versus the power outage. How did it go? I think you give the points. Last night I was without power. Figuring I'd get some life hacks from you guys. So much for that. <laughs> but then again, I'm just so glad that the power came on. Uh, but, you know, to get you through it, thank God we got the cell phones. You know, thank God we got the cell phones. one 800 Think of your favorite cartoon characters. And think of your favorite child actors. We're going to talk about them in the next couple of hours. If you're into 
cartoon art, you want to stick around. If you've ever been thinking about getting into cartoon art, you want to stick around. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. Stay there. All Jersey, all the time. I feel like I'm sitting with my family or my friends. New Jersey 101.5. All right. You and me. Ken tonight till 11 o'clock tonight. Steve Trevelis hanging out. Ah, so much to talk about. So little time. Go to nj1015.com. Check out my conversation with Murr from Impractical Jokers. Uh, going to be March 10th at the Prudential Center. Uh, there's going to be a great cartoon art show coming to Salem this weekend. And if you grew up a Beatles fan in the 60s, then the Beatles cartoon was must-see TV on Saturday mornings. And uh, the animated fabs, they had all kinds of adventures. They would use the songs either when they would perform or in the chase scenes and all. And it was so cool. And uh, it's the art of Ron Campbell who uh, lived to be 81 years old. He died in 2021. And the Beatles, and he designed some of the El Submarine animation, and uh, Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones. Uh, it was amazing. And his uh, publisher and curator is Scott Siegelbaum, also one of my best friends, and he's on the line right now. What's up, pal? Mr. Trevely, sir. Dude! Dude, I'm doing great. This is the, the, you have you have the most fun at your job than anybody I know. You say that, and you're on the radio right now. Come on, give me a break. But you every time you go to work, you're around all these cartoons. You got to be in a good mood all day long. No, I, I love it actually. It just it's real happy. It's bright, colorful, and people come in and it, they relive their childhood. So yeah, Ron Campbell literally animated the golden age of Saturday morning TV for 50 years. He started in 1958. Right. He retired in 2008. And uh, as he would say, 50 years and one month to the day that he did. And part of the things, as you mentioned, he, did, he directed the TV Beatles cartoon series on Saturday mornings. He animated about 13 minutes of Yellow Submarine. He was part of the team that developed Scooby-Doo. He did 10 years of the Smurfs, 10 years of the Rugrats. Flintstones, Jetsons, Winnie the Pooh, Captain Caveman, George the Jungle, all the way up to Ed, Ed, and Eddie was the last wow. he did before he retired. Amazing career. What was he like to hang around with, right? You got close to him. I mean, what is it like to be around that kind of a mind? He was so genuine with his time. See, the thing with Ron was he never realized the impact that the cartoons had on people. To him, they were sitting in their office, they were having fun. They were drawing the different things like George the Jungle, watch out for that tree. Yeah. Um, and they would look at the ratings, and they never realized, you know, what impact it had. And when we started doing shows together, and he saw what these cartoons meant to people, it just moved him to no end. I mean, he couldn't believe it that, you know, this was a lot of people, no matter how miserable their childhood was – Saturday morning was the me time where they would get up, they would parents would sleep in, they would get their sugar pops, they would sit in front of the TV set <laughs> with their sister about what channel to watch, and it was Saturday morning cartoons, and that was their time, and that's their happy time. No matter how terrible their childhood was, that seemed to be the time that you know made them the happiest. It's it's an it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, with some kids, those cartoons saved their lives. You talk about no matter how bad their childhood was, and absolutely. How did he come to be involved, Ron Campbell, with the Beatles and the Beatle cartoon? Well, he started, it's actually an interesting story. Well, first of all, when he was six years old, 
he was uh, he would go to the cinema and watch movies. He's from Australia, and Saturday mornings would be uh, like the westerns, the things for the kids, and they would have cartoons before it. And he saw a Tom and Jerry cartoon, and he's like, "What kind of animals are these?" And he went home and he asked his grandma. I said, "I saw the most bizarre thing," and, and his grandma said, "They're just drawings." And Ron goes. I can do drawings and they come alive. And that to that point, wow. he said, if there's a possible at six years old to have an epiphany, that was the moment. So at that point, he became obsessed with animation. He studied it. And he read about it. And he went to art school. But the problem was there was television hadn't arrived in Australia yet. So there was no way to make a, a, a living doing animation while in Australia. Well, right. it just so happens, timing being everything, the minute he got out of art school, television was introduced in Australia and for the first time there was a need for animators. So he went to the studio and said, hey, I know what I'm doing. I could do that. So they hired him and he started working for King Features doing shows like Beetle Bailey, Crazy Cat, Popeye and then um, he would deliver the the, uh, the films on budget, on time. He was just really diligent with what he was doing. So when Al Brodax, who was with King Features, had convinced Brian Epstein to do a, a TV Beatles cartoon series. They thought of Ron to do the directing. So uh, he's like 23, 24 years old. They called him up in Australia, woke him out of a dead sleep. Uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, hey, Ron, we just sold a new show. We'd like you to direct the episodes for us. And Ron said, well, what's the show? He said, it's the Beatles. And Ron's comment was, that's great, but insects make terrible characters. <laughs> He had no idea who the wow. Beatles were at the time. It, it was like he was so obsessed with animation, he had no notice of pop culture. So that was, you know, that was his introduction to the Beatles. And, Did he know the Beatles? Did he ever get to like, work with them personally, especially as a director? He never really did because the Beatles were real hands off on their cartoons, both on the TV cartoon and on Yellow Submarine. Part of, uh, you know, if you remember, um, the TV Beatle cartoon used Americans even doing the accent. Yeah, it was embarrassing to the Beatles because they figured, you know, the American kids couldn't handle a Liverpool accent, and you, you laugh about it. But he, and Ron would say, well, words like Suma, and like Suma, yeah, like. Fall, spring, Suma. <laughs> Paul went on Jimmy Fallon once, and he said, uh, if you hear what story he was telling, and he goes, you know, so I called up Ringo, and he starts doing the Beatle cartoon voice, because, you know, that's how we talk when we talk to each other. <laughs> it was so, yeah. It was, it was so Paul. Ringo owns, Ringo owns one of uh, Ron Campbell's drawings, and it hangs in his studio right by his drum set. And uh, he was doing an interview and uh, there it was right in the background as he's sitting behind the drum set. And I took a, a screenshot of that to show everyone. It's like, yeah, Ringo's got one of Ron's pieces right hanging in, in, his, uh, in his home. Now, you've done a lot of work with Ringo, and you continue to work with Ringo. What's Ringo like? Ringo is very down to earth. I mean, he is, you know, he's fun-loving. He's great. Um you know he's he's very diligent uh, with you know his his work and stuff. But you know it's not like when I go there, it's like I I sell Ringo's artwork at his concerts, and it's not like the two of us will sit back and have a meal and whatever. You know I'm there to do a job, mm -hmm. and uh, he's just he's really it's kind of it, sometimes you just gotta slap yourself like like wait a minute that's that's a beetle, you know <laughs> that's the guy that comes on Ed Sullivan's show. That's you know it's it's kind of like. 
it's a out of body experience. It's, it's amazing. He calls you Mr. Pushy. So, Mr. Pushy. Mr. Pushy. Let's not talk about Mr. Pushy. All right, Mr. Pushy. So, come on. Tell me what's going to be at this art show this weekend, 175 West Broadway in Salem. Uh, That's where it's going to be uh, this Friday through Sunday. What are some of the pieces going to be available? Well, we've got about 65 pieces of artwork. When Ron retired from his 50-year career, he thought, I've got to do something to stay active in my life. So he thought, you know what? I went to art school. I'll do paintings. And he thought, well, what should I paint? Should I paint the cactus in my backyard, should I the mountains? I'll paint the characters of the, the cartoons that I worked on. And that's kind of started the whole ball rolling. So in his retirement, he did all these paintings based on, it's primarily focused on the Beatles, both Yellow Submarine and the TV cartoon. But there's a lot of Scooby-Doo and Flintstones and Winnie the Pooh and all the other stuff as well. And he did these paintings in his retirement and we've got them all now uh, in a collection a traveling show and it's going to be at the salem art bank as you mentioned in salem new jersey and this is the coolest place it's an old late 1800s bank with a vault and everything and they converted this bank into an art gallery it's really cool to see Uh, and it it opens tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. at 10 a.m and at 5 to 7 tomorrow night, they're having an opening wine and cheese reception with Beatle music and, and all that. And then the show continues Saturday uh, from 10 to 5 and Sunday from noon to 4. Um, and, uh, you know, disregard anything about the Eagles playing or anything like that. No, no, no. So, yeah, on. I mean, it's, you know. We don't need that. I've always said that, especially after last Saturday night. I'm definitely agreeing with you. Trev, the Giants fan. Wasn't easy. Wasn't easy. All right, so what advice would you give to someone who's never gotten into cartoon art? Are you the expert? Along with come to the art bank this weekend. Like, you're going there for the first time, you're not really sure. I love cartoon art because you walk in and immediately you're surrounded by old friends. Right. That, that's it exactly. I mean, it speaks to you. I mean, really what it is, is you've got to go there and you got to, if something really touches you, speaks to you, kind of hits a nerve of your childhood and you want to own that. I mean, that's the beauty of this. You, it's not only a free exhibit to see, but you can purchase any of these pieces of art and have something for a family heirloom and stuff. So that's really the cool thing. I mean, if someone wanted to get into animation nowadays, though, I mean, Ron always said he never would have done it if, if if animation was like it is today because it's all done on computer. Yeah. To him, it was the beauty of actually drawing a character and making it come to life that made the magic for him. And he said, you know what? If you're going to do it now, you've got to get used to sitting on your butt and what, and sitting in front of a computer. And that's it. And you know what? It's It's truly priceless because art like this just – touches you on such a personal level it means so much to you personally that cartoon character that you loved growing up that you've now got hanging on your wall would be you know very difficult to sell but uh they're going to be available at the art bank in salem the salem art bank 175 west broadway in salem scott siegelbaum dude thanks so much for coming on man we gotta talk soon trev you're the best Ah, uh, you're the best. Thank pal. 1-800-283-101.5. All right, tell me your, first of all, two things. One, do you have any cartoon art hanging in your house? What's the best cartoon art or cell that you have? And two, who is your favorite cartoon character growing up? Name a cartoon character that you loved growing up. 
or any cartoon character that you watched. I don't want to. Na- I don't want to narrow it. I want to open it up. Give me some cartoons that you loved watching growing up as a kid. Here's New Jersey 101.5 fast traffic. The Jersey weather brought to you by NJ Lottery. Live larger with the New Jersey Lottery now with Pick 3. There's more ways to celebrate because more winning tickets earn even bigger prizes. Any winning $1 straight wager is guaranteed a $500 prize. Play Pick 3 because anything can happen in New Jersey. Even a great cartoon art show down at the Art Bank in Salem, New Jersey. I'm telling you, man, I love that stuff. I love, like, um, that's our pop culture. You know, uh, you know, some people, they hang Monet's on their wall. They hang, uh, you know, uh, who's that guy? Uh, Picasso's on their wall. Our generation, we hang art. We hang cartoons. We hang Bugs, Bugs Bunny up on the wall. Who were your favorite cartoon characters growing up? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we're talking about, uh, Scott was talking about Saturday morning, you know. So that there are no more Saturday mornings. Now you have Cartoon Network, you have your phone. Kids today, they, they don't have that kind of a schedule. They get it whenever they want. On demand. When I started, it was by request. Now it's on demand. I want it, I want it now. But anyway, uh, but Saturday morning was a big deal. You woke up. Your parents were asleep. You ran downstairs to the kitchen. You got your you got your cereal. You sat in front of the television, and there they were. There they were. You know, uh, Deputy Dog. Uh, well, Bugs Bunny was always on. You know, Bugs Bunny was on like throughout the day. You could find. They just watched it on Channel Five. Uh, but some of the cartoons, Sandy Becker show, Wonderama. Uh, but who are your favorite cartoons growing up? And each generation had theirs. Crazy Cats. Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Peter. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I was on a date one time, and the girl asked me what I watch at night. And I thought she was going to laugh at me. What I do you didn't watch? watch Bugs Bunny in my 60s. He was for he was for adults, Bugs Bunny. You know, those those cartoons were made to go before movies. So if yeah. you watch those, they were, you know, they were, in fact, they would come on before the, the motion picture. And Disney got the idea that if I could create a, if I could create a movie using total animation, we're to pay actors. And that's how Disney was born with Snow White. And it made Mel Blanc a household word. Yeah. Think of all the voices Mel Blanc can, you know, did. The man of a thousand voices. So you're a Bugs Bunny guy. Who's your favorite Bugs? Your favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon? Bugs and Daffy, Rabbit Season, Duck Season, Rabbit Season. <laughs> Shoot me now! Shoot me now! <laughs> Pronoun trouble. <laughs> he didn't mean shoot you now. He meant shoot me now. So shoot me now. <laughs> Today they would never do that. Well, I watched that with my nieces, and they still say you never grew up. I said no, I never did. That's why kids today are deprived. Yeah, you know what? It's it's sad. Kids today are being held back by their parents who really think they're helping them, and that's what sucks. I was telling him before I came in here, my boss, you know, we were talking about this topic, and I said, you know, my son, when my son Albert was four years old, he couldn't sleep one night. So I took him downstairs, and up until that point, they would watch uh, the PBS. They watched Caillou, Fireman Sam, a lot of these British cartoons. And, oh, my God, the worst. So I I got a VHS of uh, Foghorn Leghorn, and I put it in. And I put another one in of Tweety and Sylvester. My son laughed his ass off. 
hysterical. Got his brother the next day and the two of them. I tried to get him uh, T-shirts. They didn't even have them. Alan is in Chesterfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Alan. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. All right. Life is good unless the judge gives it to you. There you go. There you go. All right. Give me your favorite cartoon character growing up. My favorite one was uh, Ricochet Rabbit and Drupalong. <laughs> Sheriff, bing, 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 Ricochet Rabbit. Ricochet Rabbit. <laughs> and then the second one is, would be um, um, Speed Racer was good, too. Oh, with Chim Chim? Yes. Chim, yep, Chim Chim. Chim Chim. And uh, Deputy Drupalong. All right, Mr. Ricochet. Coming, Mr. Ricochet. They were so funny. <laughs> that was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Of course, the Flintstones are classic, but... And, you know, the Flintstones were actually... People don't know this. They were actually a night, a primetime show. They were they weren't a Saturday morning cartoon until much later, but when they were done, like sixty to sixty three or so, sixty two, sixty five, like around there, they were actually primetime television. They were on at night. They were like a honeymooners ripoff. Oh, honeymooners! Okay, remember yeah, that? Well, yeah, but Ricochet Rabbit is the best. I'm with you, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Sheriff, bing, 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 ricochet rabbit. And yet Deputy Droop along, walking behind him. Uh, Speed Racer, I didn't watch too much. Uh, I was more for the comedy. I know there was there was a show called, it was on Marionettes, a show called Stingray. And Stingray had, uh, they were all done, I can't remember the characters, but they were all done with Marionettes. And there was another show done with marionettes called Diver Dan. Below in the deep, there's adventure and danger. That's where you'll find Diver Dan. And Diver Dan was this one human guy, and he was in a diving suit. And he walked in this, believe, ocean, right? And they had, like, the fish were all marionettes. The fish were all hanging on strings. And Baron Barracuda was the villain. And Miss Minerva was the love interest. She was the mermaid. And Diver Dan walked through the ocean, uh, keeping it safe for everybody, I guess. But 1-800-283-101.5, you don't remember Diver Dan. Uh, no, I've never heard of Diver Dan. Diver Dan must have been done on a budget of about five hours. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was it was like, and you had like the bubbles, <laughs> and and he's got the diver suit on. Oh my god! And and the fish, the the, the, the fish like the mouths would move as they talk. It was to like him. an Ed Wood production, like Plan Nine from Outer Space. Maybe that's where he got the idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was your favorite cartoon growing up? You know, I was thinking about this. I was obsessed with a cartoon called. I don't know if you remember the the other cartoon cartoon cat called Heathcliff. Yeah. Yeah, in the 80s, I was obsessed with this cartoon, the Heathcliff cartoon. I loved it as a kid. I loved it. They, a lot of people, like, the, they don't realize a lot of that stuff was written for adults. Yeah. The kids got what they wanted from it, mm -hmm. didn't understand what they did, and didn't care. No. So it all worked. Yeah, absolutely. So much. A lot of those movies I grew up as a kid, I watch them now and go, wow, I, I didn't get 50% of these jokes. And you, you didn't know. need to. No. <laughs> no. Now everybody's afraid that they will. <laughs> it's 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey. 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. You into cartoons? 
at the uh, Salem Art Bank. It's going to be a cartoon art show this weekend in beautiful Salem, New Jersey. You can get uh, paintings of, like, the Beatle cartoons, both from the cartoon show Yellow Submarine, Scooby-Doo, all kinds of stuff. So I want to know, your favorite cartoon characters growing up, who were the ones that you watched, if you did watch on Saturday morning? Robert's in Delaware on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. So, I don't know. This is like, so Nickelodeon used to have this show. They had two shows. They had uh, Danger Mouse with Penfold, and they used to have the, the, the Pink Panther. They used to have a um, Pink Panther cartoon that was really funny. And they were all like in like British, um, like they had like British accents and stuff like that. I guess they were made in London or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, but that was used to be my favorite. I even had like I had a my uh, my sister, my cousin had a girlfriend who did airbrushing. And she actually put airbrushed my my pants with the with the with the um, Danger Mouse and Penfold uh, characters on there. Oh, how about that? Oh man, that's was, cool. Uh, did a great job. It was nice. But it was yeah, that was my favorite. Um, Favorite cartoon, uh, Danger Mouse. That was the eighties. Yeah, that was like yeah, it's late mid eight, like mid eighties, mid yeah, eighty nine, something like that. Yeah, uh, I like that, man. And what was your favorite Danger Mouse cartoon? Do you remember? Oh, man, there's so many. I can't remember. Um, I remember they had like a little worm. Uh huh. Like the 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 the, 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 um, the um the villain was a toad. I forgot his name. <laughs> he was he was the villain was a toad. A big ass, t- and he had like this little worm that he's going to get into stuff. And um, and Penfold was like a like a little. I, I want to say he was a hamster. I think he was a hamster. Well, let's see, you had and, Ernest. And he, and he had the, he had he had the glasses. Ernest Penfold, like, you know. Yeah, Penfold. Yeah, yeah Penfold <laughs> and Colonel K. Yeah. Right. There was yeah. Colonel K. Stiletto. Okay. And uh, Nero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! All right, good stuff, Robert. Good you, stuff. You remember? You remember? Uh, you know what? You still have those pants? Uh, no, I, but I had them for the long, and I used to preserve them. Of course, for the longest time, and I and I remember I had I, like I didn't wash them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. You don't want to ruin them, man. You got to put them in the cold only, water. Only wore them on special, only wore them on special occasions. Like I had those pants for like like five years. Like your wedding, <laughs> only special occasions. You know, like your wedding. I, mean, I don't think I washed them for like five years. Like, they, they came out and went to the blue booth. They actually dove yeah. into the machine themselves by the time. By the time. Yeah. They were done with you, Robert. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mark is in Robbinsville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good, thanks. So, yeah, I, w- I was going to say pretty much all the Warner Brothers characters, but in particular, you know, Foghorn Leghorn was probably my favorite, I'd say. Oh, so today you're so imp- politically incorrect. Right? <laughs> all those. And, and you know what sucks about that? They were just funny. And kids uh, got it. All we wanted to do was laugh. We didn't want to put dynamite up each other's noses. We didn't want to hit each other over the head with two-by-fours. All we wanted to do was laugh. And we did. Today? Oh, my God. You can't do that. That was Yeah, they were great. They were great. And, like, Speedy Gonzalez and his cousin, Slowpoke Rodriguez, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to cancel them out. But the Mexican people love them. Everybody right? loved them. So that, and <laughs> you know what? Mexican, we think, yeah, we think Mexican people don't like, uh, you know. Or, 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 oh, I can't speak for but, them, but, I mean, you know, but I, I, you know what? I've never heard anybody did. I never heard anybody did. The people who dislike them, you know, if you don't like them, don't watch them. 
then if you right. stop watching them, then you won't see them anymore. But if people do like them, the thing about Foghorn Leghorn was when the cartoons with the dog. Remember, you would smack the dog and run, and the dog would run at the end of the leash. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Or remember Foghorn Leghorn when he's got to babysit uh, his girlfriend's little chicken? Oh, right. The little chicken hawk. And, yeah. yeah. You, I'm a chicken hawk. I'm a chicken hawk. <laughs> yeah, and the little Einstein, the little Einstein kid with the glasses, you know. Uh-huh. Go away, kid. You bother yeah. me. Go away. Go away, boy. You bother me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm fifty. I'm 53, and I can watch them now and still crack up, you know. That's the magic. That That's the difference, because I'll tell you, I'll bet you, like, 50 years from now, these kids are not going to be cracking up at what they're watching today. No. Caillou is totally disposable. Thanks, and he should be disposed of. <laughs> I didn't say that. Jaffe is in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Jaffe, what's up? I got some information for you if you let me get it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So cartoons um, were also created because on Wonderama, Bob McAllister, and we have the others before if you remember, mm-hmm. 20 years in the morning, three hours. I was on the show. You were? Because I was on the show 22 times because while there was a seven, eight-year waiting list, we had someone from the inside feeding us tickets. Oh, look at you, Jaffe. Look at you. Now, wait a minute. Were you, you know, before Bob McAllister, there was Sonny Fox, right? Correct. And, and Sandy Becker never made one drama, but he was also around that era. Right. So, do you remember the Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier fight? The first one on March eighth, nineteen seventy one. The second one in uh, nineteen seventy four. The thriller in Manila. Was <laughs> the third one? The, fir- one? the, fir- the first one. Right. I'm just going to give you a rundown. Some of the artists, famous people, and I'm going to explain it to you. Go ahead. You also had the Jackson Five, right? You had Paul Lynn, you right. had Evil Knievel, right? And a bunch of others. So right. we'll go down the line. You talking about the fight? Do you remember something called? Do you remember something called the Go Go? The Go Go dance off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dance off. All right. So the Jacksons, I got to know right. well, and I had won the Go Go dancing to them live, right. And do you remember a young lady who wanted to kiss Michael Jackson and she shot up like a rocket? Do you remember that episode? I don't, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, my God. I could have done trivia with it. Oh. So so the night before the big, big fight with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, everyone was wondering, where they were on the whole planet. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier? Yes. Privately, they went on Wonderama because everything's pre-taped, so no one knew. Okay. They, you could put an APB at them. No one knew. And what Bob had set up was a marble contest. Now, Muhammad Ali was interviewed before Joe Frazier came out for the marble contest. And in the interview... Uh, Bob brought up about marble contest. Hey, you're going to have a fight with Joe Frazier. You're going to have a marble fight. Joe Frazier don't have no marbles to begin. I thought this was a peaceful show. I did, it was like, oh, my God. I thought Ali was going to take a swing at, 
at uh, Bob McAllison. Oh my God! You know what? You you're right. I'm looking at this on YouTube. I'm looking at this right now on YouTube. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, let me see if I can do this. Hold on. If you look out in the audience, listen, listen. Ken Norton broke my jaw. They call him the jawbreaker. They talk about how great he was. How is your jaw I was now? You hear? You see me talking, don't you? Yeah. Oh, how my jaw is. Jaw's okay. Right. No, this is it from Wonderama. See that you're not as dumb right. as you look. Listen, listen. <laughs> how, oh, how, how is it possible for a person with a broken jaw to talk so much? No, my jaw I, used to be broke. I thought you said this was a peaceful show. Yeah. You don't want to talk. Wait a and this is Bob McAllister talking to Muhammad Ali. Well, Joe says fight tomorrow night. I'm ready to get it. Joe says you're going to have a fight this morning because no wait because see what I do to Joe. In the marble game, he says he can destroy the marble game. In the marble, he ain't got no marbles up here. How can he play marble? Jaffe, that's great. Jominsky and Tools. All right, Salem Art Bank this weekend, starting tomorrow morning, is going to be a cartoon art show. All your favorite cartoon characters. Painted by Ron Campbell. Incredible animator. Did the Beatles. Did Scooby-Doo. The Yellow Submarine. And uh, you could be doing what's on your wall. But go on NJ1015.com and you check out all the information on that. So based on that, give me your favorite cartoon characters growing up. Who did you love? VJ is in Somerset on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, VJ. Hi, Steve. Thank you for the topic. Oh, thank you for calling, man. What do you like? Oh, my goodness. This brings back so many memories. Well, I used to obviously love Tom and Jerry. That was classic, right? And uh, Popeye. Oh, yeah. And so many other ones you mentioned. Oh, oh my God. You know, Tom and Jerry, uh, to this day, are amazing. I don't need a Whoopi Goldberg disclaimer to tell me how to enjoy my cartoons. But, man, Tom and Jerry, classic. Especially, and, and, you know, the analogy of, like, when he's chasing them off the cliff and they're running on the air and Jerry points down and Tom's like, row, row. <laughs> That's my favorite part. So, um, uh, Steve, I also wonder if you remember there was a small, um, I think a 30-episode cartoon uh, called Top Cat. Yeah, I believe Top Cat was Anna Barbera, and it was early '60s. Close friends get to call them TC. I know the theme. Officer Dibble, and Benny. Benny was. They were trying to tell Benny's mom that he was the mayor of the town. They all lived in trash cans. They were alley cats. Yes, they were. Yes, that was a funny show. That was kind of like the Flintstones type of deal. That was like a sitcom. And the other one that I really enjoyed, and way beyond that time, was the Jetsons, right? They were the future Flintstones. Yes, but, I mean, for you think about, you know, fly, you know flying cars and whatnot, right? I mean, in the 60s, yeah. you talk about that, you know, six years later, here we are, and, you know. It's funny. At the time. That's what they thought, right, back in the 60s. That's what they imagined 2000 would be. There was a show, do you remember a show called Astro Boy? Yes, I do. Right? Astro Boy was, it was Japanese animation. And it was all black and white. They brought Astro Boy back in a movie, I think, uh, in the early part of this century. But Astro Boy would open with the announcer going, in the year 2000, and it was this futuristic thing. And if you go back and you look at Astro Boy and what you thought the way we'd be, they thought we'd be living right now. Everybody's flying around with jetpacks and all. Not happening. 
Right, and it's at, amazing. Yeah, at a, at a great check out. Check out Astro Boy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Ted's in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, hey Ted. How you doing, Steve? Good. How are you? Good. Real good. My favorite was uh, Mighty Mouse. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> I would dead one morning I missed. Uh, the show, and I drove my sister crazy. Oh, it's just too late. It was nine thirty. It's over. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah, uh, it's about a kids' show. It was called Cuckoo for Ali. It wasn't a cartoon. No, no, that was a long time ago. That was like one of those yeah, puppet show. things. Yes, and uh, you're not gonna. People aren't gonna believe it, but. Uh, the famous author from uh, God, now I forget his name, uh, from California, uh, the guy who wrote uh, Travels with Steinbeck. That was his favorite show. Really? I never knew that. I don't know. You know what? I do know you're Stephen King, right? Yeah. You know what his favorite show was? His favorite television show? What? The Fugitive. Really? With David Jensen. Wow. How about that? All right, man. Ted, yeah. good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. We got Jim. We got Tammy. I want to give you guys more time. Here's what we're doing. There's going to be a cartoon art show uh, this weekend at the Salem Art Bank down in Salem, New Jersey. And Ron Campbell, an animator who passed away last year, favorite famous animator. He's responsible for uh, all kinds of great cartoons. He's been on Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, Beetle Bailey, Popeye. Uh, he was on the Yellow Submarine animation as well as the Beatles cartoon show. And his work is going to be displayed. And uh, you can buy it. I want to know who your favorite cartoons were growing up. All Jersey, all the time. I listen to you every day. Love listening to you guys. New Jersey 101.5. W. Trenton, WKXWHD. Yeah. Yeah, flying by night on a Thursday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about your favorite cartoons. The ones you love growing up. It's going to be a cartoon art show at the Salem Art Bank this weekend. My buddy Scott Siegelbaum's on it. Uh, Ron Campbell, the animator, who passed away in 2021, 81 years old. He did a lot of designing for the uh, Beatles, uh, Yellow Submarine, the Beatles cartoon show, Scooby-Doo. Uh, it's all going to be there. So uh, I want to know your favorite cartoon growing up. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to Jim is in Staten Island on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hey, what's up? How much, buddy? How are you? Hanging in there, Steve. Hanging in there, brother. Listen to you every night. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, listen. Fireball XL5. You remember that? I remember. I never watched it, but I remember it. Fine. Now, what was that? It was uh, it was uh, marionettes. Right. Futuristic spaceship that, like, it it went down on a slide uh-huh. and then got launched up. It was really, and the theme song was just phenomenal. That one and Supercar. Do you, I don't, I remember Supercar. Do you remember Stingray? Yes, Stingray, yes. Right. There was a lot of good ones, man. And Stingray had a girl named Maria. And they sang, remember. they actually sang a song to Maria. <laughs> It was a marionette. Oh, okay. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there was one episode where somehow Stingray ended up in an aquarium. I figured, Stingray is in an aquarium, and they went to commercial. That's all I remember. But, yeah, those, those marionette shows were kind of crazy. They were nuts, bro. I'm telling you, look up Fireball X05 and check it out. And the other one we, you talked about earlier was Courageous Cat. And Minute Mouse. Right, exactly. That, if you think about it and you watch it, mm -hmm. it's a knockoff of Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember who the villain was? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't remember the villain. I remember he used to pull all kinds of crazy guns out of his <laughs> No, the villain, the villain had a cigar. He was like Edward G. Robinson. He was the frog. Remember the frog, Sam? That's right, that's right, the frog. He was the frog, Sam. The greatest cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was almost like the penguin. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Jimmy, that's great stuff. Tammy is in Bristol on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tammy. Hello, how are you? Good, how about you? All right, it's me and my husband trying to come up with all the old cartoons we can remember, and he always remembers the Hair Bear Bunch. The Hair Bear Bunch. <laughs> yes. Okay. From the Wonderland Zoo. A hair bear bunch from the Wonder I, that, that I may have missed, but I do. I remember it. I know the name. I never watched it though. Yeah. Okay. One of his favorites. Uh, what about yours? Now, what was your help? It's the hair bear bunch. Oh my God! Look at the hair on these. Wacky hair. racers. Oh those. my God! I remember the wacky racers. Right? They 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 made a movie out of them. I think didn't they? Yeah, remember the old lady with the dog, Muttley? Yeah, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. And Muttley used to go, <laughs> the way he would limit Muttley's laugh. <laughs> in the front. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, that's the good stuff. Excellent, Tammy. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Right, come on. 1-800-283-101.5. I can get you on if you call right now. The cartoons that you loved growing up. Let's see, I'm going to. I got it on Facebook here. Hong Kong Fui. Uh... Jet, Jet Sons, not Jet Sons, Jetsons. Uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Thundercats. Oh, Gigantor. Gigantor. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Shannon uh, McDonald, who designed a 24-foot guitar. Uh, and the smithereens that Jim Babjack was talking about it, too, and Dennis Dyken went there. Uh, it was called Gigantar. And this is Gigantor. Now, Gigantor was a uh, Japanese, again, Japanese animation from, like, the early 60s. And uh, it was basically a, a little boy had the controls for this giant robot called Gigantor. And he could fly, and little Jimmy handled the controls. And uh, the theme song, Gigantor. Uh, and uh, later on, to uh, late 90s. Gigantor returns, only now he's called the Iron Giant. And it was a movie in 1999, and Pete Townsend did the music for it. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your favorite cartoons growing up, or the ones you remember. DuckTales from the Disney Channel, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, followed by Tailspin. It was a perfect afternoon lineup after school. See, after school, that was the Disney Channel. But it used to be Saturday morning. And Saturday morning was kid time. You got up, <clears throat> you got your Cocoa Puffs, you went down in front of the TV, you still had your pajamas on. And oh, it was no better time. It was no better time because it was Saturday morning. And that meant that you didn't have school for two days. 
And it was the beginning of a beautiful weekend, no matter what happened. You can go out and play, but you started off with the cartoons and the Cocoa Puffs. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me the cartoons that you love to watch. What were you putting on at that time? It's uh, some of the stuff. Top Cat we talked about. Uh, the Herculoids. Star Blazers. Underdog. There is no need to fear. Underdog is here. Uh, I got a, I got a cartoon here with uh, the Bugs Bunny baseball one. Dun, 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 and all the baseball players are going around the base. First base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Shortstop, Bugs Bunny. Uh, and then like the guy hits the ball. I got it, I got it, I got it. And it puts him under the ground with a tombstone. He got it. Nate is in Livingston on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Nate. Hey, good, uh, good evening, Steve. It's Nate. Hey, just want to let you know. Hey, what about McGill and Gorilla? Oh, man. We got a gorilla for sale. McGill, a gorilla for sale. Won't you buy him? Take him home and try him. Gorilla for sale. I love that. You remember that? Mr. Peebles in the pet shop? Great, great cartoon when you were in third grade. How about that, man? How about that? And, uh, and who was the, they were always trying to get him out of the pet store. Right, and uh, he nobody would buy him. Yep. yep. Uh, I love that, Nate. Good stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Uh, Daffy Duck was another one, right? Of course, you're despicable. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Some of the greatest cartoons that you remember from growing up. See the Beatles. I'm surprised that more bands didn't think of that. I know, like, I think the Brady Bunch had a cartoon show. The Partridge Family may have had a cartoon show. But I'm surprised, like, because the Beatles were the first. You know, and Ron Campbell did the animation for it. And those Beatles cells, those Beatles cartoons, they were allowed to use the music. So you'd have the scene, like, the Beatles being a story. Uh, and, you know, they'd have the chase scene, and the music would play over the chase scene. And they went pretty long. They went, I remember, and your bird can sing which was 65, right, 66. Uh, it was the beginning of the change in the Beatles, and they were still doing that cartoon show, King Animation. Uh, and they were so, uh, you know the characters, you've seen the characters. But it was so cool to be a kid, and they just, you know, it really brought the Beatles home. I'm surprised that, like, more bands afterwards, even now, don't make deals to have cartoon shows about them. Like, imagine, was there a New Kids on a Block TV show? Rob is in Lindenwald on New Jersey 101.5. Robbo. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good, good. So I got two for you. I got an earlier one, Go Indian Gophers. Oh, the Go Go Gophers. And then, like you were talking about when Schoolhouse Rock came along and all that, uh, Saturday morning, Uh great thing. Oh, great bait. That was a wild <laughs> I like that, man. All right. Tell me about it. So, great bait. I, Steve, I'm getting old. I'm 58, so. <laughs> I, I, don't, I remember he used to say Bigly Bigly. I, don't, he, I think he had a sidekick. <laughs> and he would say Bigly Bigly. Uh-huh. Bigly Bigly. I'm going to have to YouTube it and watch it. Great, great, it says here, great, I'm looking at it right great now. Great was like a, right around like when Jabberjaw came out. 
Uh huh. It says here, uh, I'm not seeing, I'm not, they don't have a Wikipedia on it. Fish bait cartoon. Great bait. It was actually bait. It was fish bait, like worms and stuff. No, no, this would have been an actual, like a gorilla. Really? Maybe it wasn't called Great Bait, but that was the character's thing. That I don't, that I don't know. I don't know, man, but you know what? I'll look for it. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. 101.5, want to say thanks for listening and fill your tank for free. You can win a free $50 gas card. This is the last week to win. So listen all week at 2 a.m., 9 a.m. Listen, listen all week at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. The secret code word. Enter in our app to win a free $50 gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Car and Truck Company of Flemington, part of the Sioka family with 40 dealerships and 25 brands. Good luck and thanks for listening. From New Jersey, 101.5. The station that asks, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Steve Trevelis with Karen in the Highlands on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Karen. Hey, how are we doing? Good. How about you? I'm good, thank you. I was trying to remember, like, what I liked to listen to really long when I was, like, really little. And right. that was Popeye. Do you remember Popeye? I remember. I couldn't understand what he saw in olive oil. I don't either. I, I don't know. She was way too skinny. And Brutus was willing to fight him for her. What was that? And Brutus was willing to fight him for her. Yes, that's right. Is that the guy that, like, Brutus, oh, yeah, Brutus was pretty hot. Remember Brutus, right? And, right? and then there was Wimpy, gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Exactly. Love the burger guy. Uh-huh. Nice. Nah. good. And then there was Little, remember, and, and, and how did he get his power? Spinach, of course. There you go. He had forearms that could crush a Volkswagen. He did, indeed. What did Popeye do to get those forearms so developed? I don't know, but he certainly wasn't lifting olive oil. I don't know. No, he wasn't lifting olive oil, that's for sure. He's probably thinking about lifting olive oil, but not lifting olive oil. Not for sure. Okay, let's go there. All right, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. George is in Weaversville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, George. Ah, howdy, Steve. Yeah, I, I like the Roadrunner. Oh, man, love the Roadrunner. Me, me. The, the Coyote always, everything he came up with, uh, he would get something in the mail from Acme. Uh, mm -hmm. Acme uh, Birdseed, Acme. Uh, <laughs> Acme. Uh, Acme Rocket Pack. Uh-huh. Uh the Roadrunner. Road I usually call for opening lines tonight. No opening lines? Yeah, we, we combined both contests, and we're doing them on Wednesday nights now. Oh, doing them on Wednesday. Oh, okay. That's all right. But I'm glad uh, you're here anyway. Without getting politically incorrect or venturing into that, I always liked SNL, the ambiguously gay duo. Enough said. <laughs> all right. I never, I, don't, I never got to see Saturday Night Live because I'm usually working on Saturday nights. I mean, I kind of missed out on that. The last Saturday, the Saturday Night Live I saw, uh, and again, I, I can't say it's bad because I just haven't seen it. But I mean, like the last ones I saw go all the way back to Belushi, <laughs> you know, and uh, the first the first group. Vince is in New Egypt on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Vince. What's up, Steve? How's your night going, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Just can't complain. Another night. Um, nice. Good topic. Thank nice, you. Uh, nice one. Thanks, so, pal. I mean, I'm only, I'm 31, but right. when I was younger, they would still uh, rerun the uh, the Looney Tunes. Thank oh. God for my sake and the kids that I grew up, like, 
So, and I mean, my favorite character was always Bugs Bunny. You know who he was molded after? I, I don't know. No, who was Clark it? Clark Gable. The actor. Oh, okay. Bugs uh, Bunny. Yeah, the classic, uh, classic film, silent film guy? No, Gone with the Wind guy. Gar Bugs oh, okay. Bunny was molded. Yeah, the actor that they molded him after was actually Clark Gable. I couldn't believe it, but yeah. yeah he he always had like a, the wittiest remark. Anybody that tried to mess with him, it would always it was he would hit him in the face with something. Uh, and he's like he's he was kind of like back then, like you know Deadpool nowadays today. Yeah, yeah. He was like back then, like a Deadpool. Like he always had a witty remark. He would always get back at you. Nobody could mess with him. And he'd always come out on top, which I, I always respected in a, in a character. And they were made for adults. You know, those cartoons were made for adults later on. The, and the thing about saying this earlier, the thing about those cartoons was that the kids got what they got out of it. And what they didn't get out of it, they didn't care because they didn't even know what they were missing. Later on, they went back and got the joke. But they were still laughing at Bugs Bunny hitting the guy over the head or the anvil falling on Wile E. Coyote. I mean, you ever see the Bugs Bunny Wile E. Coyote cartoons? I'm Wiley Coyote, super genius. Of course, Wiley Coyote. He was the um, the Roadrunner guy, but he also did yeah, some. Yeah, the Roadrunner. Oh, of course, yeah, Wiley Coyote and uh, Roadrunner. Yeah, but he also did Bugs Bunny cartoons. And he would always be against like Yosemite Sam and like uh -huh. around with Daffy Duck and uh, yeah, Popcorn Leghorn and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he'd be they'd be shooting guns, and uh, nowadays, you know, the poor kids, everything's banned. They can't see the good stuff that would actually make you laugh. That's why you know? we have to pass it along to them, Vince. Joe is in Morganville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Steve. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Yeah, my favorite. My favorite cartoon was uh, back in back in the day was a uh, Speed Racer. Go Speed Racer, go! That was great. That was funny. Yeah, it was great. Huh? And Saturday mornings was the ultimate time for me for uh, a day off from school. I spent the whole first four hours yeah. Saturday watching all the cartoons. And then you went out and played. You went out and played. And you came home at 5 o'clock for dinner. It was a good old days. That's right. Exactly. And life was so simple then. First thing in the morning, having my um, Fruit Loops, uh -huh. Cocoa Puffs. Yep. yep. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Joe, that's fantastic. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I was talking with Ryan. So, you know, they should put those channels, those cartoons back on, but they can't because the new cartoons will never make any money because everybody will be watching the old cartoons. Pete's in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pete. Hey, how's it going? Good. Who's your cartoon? Oh, dude. Woody Woodpecker. Oh, I remember him. Can you do it? Uh, like that? You used to be able to do it, but, you know, I I picked up a bad habit, you know, that nobody should do, you know, uh -huh. smoking cigarettes. So, you know, it killed my voice, man. But also, uh -huh. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a great movie. Oh, yeah, with Jessica Rabbit. Oh, my God. Everybody, every guy loved Jessica Rabbit. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. We're talking about your favorite cartoon characters. All right, favorite female cartoon character. Favorite female cartoon character. Hmm, that's a tough one. I would probably, um, 
Oh, you know who I like? The little, uh, the granny from uh, Looney Tunes. Granny from Looney Tunes. They're like in the Foghorn Leghorn cartoons. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I'm going to go Veronica from the Archies. Oh, that's a good one. That's a you good can't one. can't go wrong there, no. Uh, or Betty with Veronica, yeah. you know. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. It is 1030. Now the latest New Jersey police, 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com, check out the interview with Merv from Impractical Jokers. The uh, tour starts uh, tomorrow night, and they'll be coming to the Prudential Center on March the 10th. Uh, we talk about Season 10. Season 11, could that happen? You never know. It's in the blog. you got to check it out. Also, uh, it's going to be a cartoon art show this weekend at Salem, at the uh, Bank of Salem. Art Bank. And uh, right now, what else can I tell you? How about this? I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today. Oh, doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? That's a very good question, Ryan Bissell. I was asking myself the same thing. So the so the Razzies have uh, removed a child actress from their list. They put uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, a 12-year-old actress, onto mm-hmm. their list of, of worst actresses this year. They Razzied a 12-year-old. They Razzied a 12-year-old. Who do they think they are? Well, they received a ton of backlash for it. A lot of people felt very similar to you. And they have a new rule that anyone under 18 will no longer be allowed to make any of their lists. Because she was 11 in the movie, even. So, for that role. What was the movie? It was Firestarter. So, I I doubt she's even, like, the main... They didn't like her in the movie? Yeah. And she's been in in, uh, plenty of other films, too. Um, She's been in... Let's see here. She's been in uh, The Old Way, Black Widow, cool. uh, The Art of Racing, and It Chapter 2. So she's a veteran mo- actress. Yeah, so this isn't her first film. So, I mean, uh, on yeah. one hand, I kind of get, you know, like, okay, it's not her first film. But on the other hand, like, she's she's only 12 years old. Like, Here's the thing. You're in this. You know, you're, this is what you chose. This is the business you chose. And the business you chose comes with... You know, uh, people are going to like you. People are not going to like you. And they're going to voice their opinion of whether or not they like you. So you've got to be strong to be able to deal with it. Just because they didn't like her doesn't mean she's not a good actress. A lot of people don't like me, you know. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, you, if they're not going to rate anybody under 12... That's probably the way, I guess, the best way for them to go. But, yeah. you know, if they gave an honest opinion, I, w- I would rather know. If I were the 12-year-old girl actress, I would want to yeah. know. All right, they, they didn't like me. Okay. And now you get better. You get tougher. You experience, you know, you realize that not everybody's going to love you. And then that makes you better. You're a better person for it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, plenty of, of young child stars throughout the years have gotten plenty of, you know, criticism and stuff. Um, so, you know, no one should be immune. But, I mean, being nominated for, to be, the, like, you know, top five worst actresses of the year, like, at 12 years far. old, that, that's but pretty again, far. Again, you got to have a heart. You know, yeah. you got you to gotta use your head. All right, what else you got? What else we got? The Girl Scouts are back. The Girl Scouts are I back. I didn't know they left. <laughs> 
Well, they well they they didn't leave, but the Girl Scout cookies, the sales, they're, they're oh, that time of year again. Oh, that means people are going to be knocking, like five kids are going to knock on my door, and you got to make sure you get them all, otherwise, you know, you're going to come to work, they're going to be hanging posters all over the refrigerator. Exactly. I don't. Do we have anybody here selling Girl Scout cookies? Uh, yes. If you go over to the fridge, there's a little code you can scan with your phone. You can order them from one of the the women who work here. Oh yeah, her daughter. I'd gladly do that. <laughs> I, um, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? My favorite Girl Scout cookie would have to be this one. I don't know how popular this will be. The peanut butter. Um, oh, the, the s'mores? No, no. The uh, what are they called? Um, oh, the peanut butter. Peanut butter the patties. Chocolate? Peanut butter patties. The peanut butter patties. Those are my favorite. Yeah, they're good. But they are introducing a new one this year that may be my new favorite. Sausage and pepper? Uh, no, no. Oh, unfortunately, no. Um, it's called the Raspberry Rally. The Raspberry Rally. The Raspberry Rally. And it's a raspberry version, essentially, of the Thin Mint. So instead of having a mint cookie in the inside, it's a raspberry one. Was the raspberry cookie, did you give it its opinion of Kira the actress in the, <laughs> in the movie? <laughs> they ought to have her endorse him. Okay. Worst cookies of the year. No. She could actually do a movie where she's a Girl Scout selling the Razzy cookies. <laughs> Yo, you know, hey, take that, committee. <laughs> you're giving her our, like film ideas now. Yeah. Um, so th this brings up... I give everybody count. ideas. I don't make a dime on any of this stuff. Good. How many cookies do you think the Girl Scouts are selling? What? How, how like, many how, not, cookies? How, not how many, um, but like how many boxes do you think they sold uh, last year? Oh, Just take a guess. In the billions. Not the billions. Millions? Well, they sold over a million, which is impressive because I used to sell... That's the, it? Well, here's the thing. I used to sell the Boy Scout popcorn. And I didn't nobody even know they had Boy Scout popcorn. You were a Boy Scout? I was a Boy Scout. We used to sell popcorn. People would always say the same thing. Really? We didn't know you were selling popcorn because nobody cares about the popcorn. What was it? What was the popcorn? Was it like chocolate covered popcorn or just it, regular popcorn? It was all sorts of stuff. We had, you know, really? we had like the regular buttered stuff, the regular plain, kettle cooked, the canisters that had like the caramel. I never knew Boy Scouts sold popcorn. Yeah, and like parts of the revenue would go towards the Boy Scouts, and there'd be like competitions for like how much you could sell. Popcorn competitions. <laughs> Exactly, popcorn popcorn eating contest. I was I was a Cub Scout for about thirty minutes. For, yeah. I got in trouble. I got thrown out. <laughs> what uh, did you for do? real, it was the, the, it was Tenth Street, New York Avenue was the meeting. I am eleven years old, and uh, it's nighttime. Uh -huh. And I know you see it's like today. Oh my God, you both lose your mind. Eleven years old. I was going into New York at twelve, but uh, so they had these. I had a water gun. And the water gun was one of these deals where at the barrel of the water gun was like a, you could turn it. Mm -hmm. So I could point the gun at you and the water would go to the person on my right. Oh, that's sneaky. And on my left. I, I thought it was such a great thing. Right? So I bring the water gun. I'm having a blast. What I didn't realize as the scout master was coming over to discipline the guy that I was going to shoot with the water gun, <laughs> I point the gun at the kid I'm going to shoot. But the water is turned to the left. Hit the scoutmaster right in the face. Oh, no. I got thrown out. Thus ended my scouting <laughs> career. Uh, I swear to God, absolutely true. Uh, Do not pass got, go. Got thrown out, and that, that ended my career in the scouts. I So so you like uh, you know the oath and everything? Uh, ooh, I mean, I used to. I, right. At one point. I didn't quite Thrifty and what else? Uh, uh, trustworthy. Thrifty, brave. Brave. Trustworthy, these, this, these, are the, these are the attributes I told Ann that I wanted in a producer. So I, she actually brought I want someone who's brave, trustworthy, thrifty. And here you are. 
I mean, this is good. <laughs> the human equivalent of a golden retriever. You snap your fingers, you know. You gonna start wearing a neckerchief and short pants now coming in? <laughs> I mean, don't don't tempt me. Uh, I'll bring out the. You'll be, uh, you'll be sleeping in the outside in the yard, hiking. In the I'll bring yard. out the cargo pants. I'll there put get, you tent yeah. in the promotions. You get a medal. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold on. Before here. we do this, we got We got to do this. Bill Spadia. Time to be bold and get cold. Join New Jersey 101.5's Big Joe Henry, Special Olympics New Jersey with the Seaside Polar Bear Plunge. Jump in the ocean with thousands. Freezing for a reason. Saturday, February 25th. All the details are on our free app at nj1015.com. The Seaside Polar Bear Plunge with Special Olympics New Jersey. Only from New Jersey 101.5 where Ryan Bissell will continue feeding us the headlines and the, the trip lines. Absolutely. All right, here we go. So this, uh, what is it called? Um, your good friend, Senator John Bramnick, uh, yes. is pushing through, is trying to push something through in uh, the New Jersey courts. Uh, telemarketers will have 30 seconds to identify themselves and what they're selling under a new bill sponsored by State Senator John Bramnick. Why is it it takes a guy like Bramnick to just use common sense? <laughs> You know, state the obvious, right? Why Why don't we have this bill, like, way sooner? That you want to stop telemarketing, make them tell you what who they are and what they're doing up front instead of making you sit through the spiel. Absolutely. And that, yeah, I mean, he's been working on this since 2014. That was when he first introduced it mm -hmm. uh, to the assembly. So, or, or rather, as an assemblyman, he introduced it in 2014. So he's been working on this for eight years, nine years now, almost. That's how fast we move in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it would be a, a criminal uh, charge if they did not identify themselves. So, so if I'm telemarketing, I got to tell you up front. You got to tell me up front what, who you are and what you're selling within the first 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, then you take them to court. That was 12 seconds. Gotcha. <laughs> 30 minutes or less. Uh, so the Simpsons, as well as Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, are all getting renewed up through 2025. God bless Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. And every year, can we stop now? Can we stop now? Can we stop? <laughs> he hates it. Can we stop now? Can we stop now? He got a hundred million dollars like years ago for that, and he can. I'm telling you, it. did you ever see? No, just yeah, for what he got for the syndication. Wow. Did you um, you ever see? Uh, what is it? Not Once Upon a Time in the West. What, what's what's the name of the movie he did? Oh, uh, uh, something ways to die in the West. A million ways to die in the West. Uh, oh my God! It's the modern day Blazing Saddles. It is so friggin' hysterical. I laughed my ass off watching that movie. That I, was great. I don't think I ever saw it. You got to see it. Got to see it. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, Family Guy, The Simpsons, yeah. and uh, Liam Neeson is in it. Uh, Sarah Silverman is in it. It's Silverman. just a hysterical movie. Do you know what it's on? What it's on? Yeah. You got to go, you got to find it. It's, uh, yeah. uh, it was a movie. I mean, it was, on, uh, it was on Netflix and all that. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, yeah. I think I saw it on Showtime or one of them. Yeah. But well, with this extension, The Simpsons is going to break 800 episodes. Wow. Uh, making it one of the longest shows, or if not and the longest. Still kids. Yeah. Uh, the mm -hmm. Previously, it was uh, Gunsmoke. That's so realistic because Bart's now, what, 33 years old and he's still living at home. That is so American. <laughs> Thank you, Biden. It's the Biden administration. You can be 33 years old and still living at home. It's the American way. Yeah. Um, and so there's uh, there's also been uh, uh, some new stuff to do with the M&M rebranding. Uh, with uh, There's no more Spokes Candies. Now it's Maya Rudolph. I don't want my candy speaking. I want my candy melting in my mouth and not in my hands. That's all I need from my candy. I have some bad news. They're what no longer M&Ms. What are they now? They're WWs? Now, they're, <laughs> you turn them upside down? So they're M-A 
and YAs or Mayas, like Maya Rudolph. What? Yeah, so when you go pick them up, and I'm, I'm going to lift my laptop up. You obviously can't see this on the radio. But, yeah, so they changed it so that there's no M&M look. It just oh, says Maya gonna, across the thing. That's not going to last. That's, I, that's just opinion. an advertising campaign. I think it's going to all come to a head in the Super Bowl. Because they also have now the spokes candies getting other jobs, attempting to get other jobs and do other things. What? So the orange uh, spokes candy just dropped a Spotify playlist, and uh, the yellow candy has been taken to the internet to try and uh, become another candy's spokes candy. Uh, so he, right now he's here's one where he's with uh, Snickers, and it says thinking you can pass as another uh, brand spokes candy, maybe you just need a Snickers. Okay. This is their commercial doing this? Uh, it's Snickers. It's all owned by Mars. So, right. you know, they, they, it's so still So they're Snickers. trying to distribute the wealth there. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, you have something that's working. Why do you feel you need to fix it? It's M&M's. They've been out since 1933. They will be around forever. Leave it alone. Go fix Go fix property taxes. Leave it alone. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. We don't need Maya Rudolph. We don't need anybody. All we need, again, belt in your mouth, not in your hands. That's it. Leave it alone. Don't talk to me. None candy. of the other candies are talking, and none of them are having any problems. You don't hear three musketeers opening their mouths. Not a word. Except for Snickers. Right? Snickers, right? Snickers the only one, Right? And what do they do? They snicker. That's all I want them to do. Right? You don't see the almond joy opening his mouth. Right? A difference. Not once. All right. You have a good weekend. You too, Steve. We shall do this next week. You can listen. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.